Last Wednesday, we had a prayer vigil for persecuted Christians at St. Michael's Cathedral in Toronto. Last Sunday was World Day of the Poor, and this week was Thanksgiving in the United States, a day when we give thanks for all that we have. But it was followed by a crazy day, Black Friday, and then Cyber Monday, followed by Giving Tuesday. And so, I get why I am feeling confused and torn. I know that I am privileged. I am not poor. I am not persecuted. I have a lot to be grateful for. I have money to spend on Christmas gifts. I have money to give to charity. I have money to give to the poor. And still, on these days, I feel like I'm faking it. Faking my own Christianity. Faking it because the church says that I should have a preferential option for the poor and that I should be fighting oppression wherever I see it. I may not be able to change the situation of so many people around the world, but I am called to be in solidarity with them. I just don't know what that means. So I pray. I pray for them. I remember them. I celebrate that they are, even though not directly, in my life. This weekend, I am not shopping. I'm going to be thankful for what I have and thankful that I have been given the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of some, I guess, that that is a way to celebrate that Christ is the King of the universe. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello, and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm Emily Callen, and... and- <laughs> Were you going to say Billy is not here? I was going to say Billy, Billy Chan. Where's Billy Chan? Billy, Billy's not here right now, but he, he actually will be joining us a, a later for his Church for Dummies mm-hmm. segment. Um, but he's just not able to be with us right now. Um, but I want to share something with you. Yes, please. Because it's very exciting because we I received okay. a tweet. How sad you is it? You did. That I, we like, did. Well, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. And it's someone who listens to the Salt and Light Hour. Um, her name is Lara Luke. Or at least that's her handle, Lara Luke Nine. Oh, that's a neat name. And uh, I don't know, maybe she just likes. L- sorry, not Lara, Laura, Laura, Laura Luke. Because like General Hospital, Laura and Luke. You're Me- too young to mm-hmm. to know about Laura and Luke, yeah. Luke and Laura, and General Hospital. Um, so I had posted something about World Day of the Poor. You know, like did you know that today was World mm-hmm. Day of the Poor? And she responded, "Yup." And she said, yup, because, and she says, I listened to you on Sirius XM 139. Yes, Laura I talked, Luke. Laura Luke. And then she did, and I'm going to show you, but she did a little heart. Aw. A little heart your show. Heart your show. Love your show. Mm-hmm. And then she's in Emsdale in the Diocese of Peterborough. Wow. I'm assuming the Diocese of Peterborough in That's Ontario. Emsdale. So, Laura, if you're listening, shout out to Laura. Thank you for uh, letting us know that you like the show. And I guess that's a reminder to everybody that they can... Watch, listen. <laughs> or they can watch, I suppose. No, they can't watch. <laughs> they, they can, can listen. listen to the Salt and Light yeah, Radio Hour. Yeah, on, on, on iTunes, on Google Play, on our website, saltandlighttv.org, mm-hmm. and on a whole bunch of other radio stations across the United States. Right. Um, so there you go. Thank you, Laura. Laura Luke. Um, Billy is going to, so you're going to do news in a little bit. Yep. And then Billy's going to be here and he's going to, I think he has a question about like reading the Bible or something. Reading the Bible. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll, we'll find out. So that's after news. Billy's going to be here. Um, do you know about this report, religious freedom in the world? 
I brought this report. Um, have you heard yes, about this? Yes, I think I have heard about it, actually. So this is a report. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, we work in this in this industry, and so we hear about religious persecution, specifically about persecution of Christians. Right. But I don't know if that's sort of in, in most people's minds all the time that we're thinking about Christians that are persecuted. Well, that's the thing. I, I think it's not necessarily thought in terms of religious persecution. No, and we hear a lot about right? Christian persecution, or right. you see the odd video, you know, the Coptic church being yeah. attacked in Egypt. Mm-hmm. or. Uh, but, I mean, Muslims are persecuted because of their Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, Jews are persecuted because of, you know, we, that mm-hmm. we've seen that here even in Canada, you know, mm-hmm. swastikas being uh, spray-painted on churches. Mm-hmm. So this organization, which I'm sure you know, Aid to the Church in Need, um, uh, has put out a report. Uh, this is this year's re- the ex- executive summary, but it's not just about Christian persecution. It's about religious persecution. So All it's, kinds. it's actually called religious freedom in the world. So it's this is is report about uh, religious freedom mm. in the world. So in our so second good. half hour today, we're going to be speaking Marie Claude Lalonde, who is the national director for Aid to the Church in Need in Canada. Um, about this. It's actually quite a sobering report. Um, Mm. And she's going to be telling us more about their findings and in particular how it it affects us here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Because again, we don't think that there's religious persecution in Canada, but they, you know, according to this report, I mean, so I guess we'll get... Well, so I'm guessing it's not just violent persecution, then it would be any kind of discrimination or... Any kind of discrimination. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll find out. That's in our second half hour in about, I don't know, 25 minutes or so with Marie-Claude Lalonde, another good French-Canadian. And then at the end of the program, you probably don't know this band, but I think you would Mm. like them. The Thirsting, it's a a Catholic rock band. Like if you like rock music... They're not that new. Okay. I mean, they were in the, we featured them in this program about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, but they have two new albums. Yeah. Um, yeah, look them up. The Thirsting. Uh, and their their lead singer is a guy named Daniel Oberreuter. You were going to say something. Well, because now I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, I think I remember you this. You might, yes. Because it was a year and a half ago. Y- you might. Then, y- you might. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you were around. So, The Thirsting. Um, so, Daniel Oberreuter is the singer. Uh, he's the lead singer, the front man of the band. And uh, But they have two new albums. Um, one's called Amazing. Michael. And I love this because it's Michael, like Michael Archangel. And I'm <laughs> all about the prayer to say Michael Archangel now. I don't know. I guess. We no, need, I love it too. We it's need protection great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against the wickedness and snares of the devil. Um, and they also have a rosary album. So, like... Oh. See, I'd be very curious about that one then. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's the mm. kind of thing, and I don't know what you do, but I actually have like the rosary CD in my car so I can pray the rosary in the car when I'm when driving for an hour. Or... And this is a nice one that you can actually do that, pray the rosary. Um, and the rosary and Michael kind of go hand in hand because a lot of people, I think, you know, we do the prayer to St. Right. Michael right. after the rosary. Yep. So those are good, two good tools here for defend, defending and protecting. Anyway, all of that to say that Daniel Oberreuter is going to be joining us at the end of the program to tell us about those two albums by The Thirsting. And so why don't we start with a song? As yes, we always please. Do. Yes, yes. Stop talking. Play a song. <laughs> um, here's The Thirsting with uh, Seamless uh, from their album, Michael. Well, I know you love me, Because yeah, you hung out.
That was The Thirsting with Seamless from their album Michael. And we're going to be speaking with Daniel Oberreuter from The Thirsting in our second half hour. And in about five minutes, Church for Dummies with Billy Chan. But first, Emily is still here with our news. Yes. Okay, so first off, um, I don't know if you know about the World Day of Migrants and Refugees, Pedro? No. Well, <laughs> I'm sure I you've heard know, of you it. Know, no, it's just like World Day of the Poor. I know. And then There's we had so Red Wednesday. And then it's like World Day of Prayer for Christian Unity. Like world, I know. World, yeah, I did it's know, hard to keep track no. of when they all happen. World Day and, yeah. uh, for Migrants. Yes, I know. Yes. It's, and there's it's one from the one. UN as well, I think, which is in June or something like that. Know. So there are two different things. This one is a day uh, that was actually instituted in 1914 by Oh, my goodness. Pope. I was going to say, did Pope Francis just institute yeah. a new day? No, no, no. It was 1914. That this wow. day has existed in the church, okay. uh, and as a day to pray for migrants and refugees, it was Pope Benedict the Fifteenth wow. uh, who, who um, you know, started yeah. this. And f- since then, it's always been celebrated after Christmas, either after Epiphany or after uh, the Feast of the Baptism of right, Jesus in, in January. In uh-huh. January, but now apparently some bishops were asking Pope Francis to change the date. I'm not quite sure why. I couldn't find what the reasons were. Too why. close to Christmas. Too close to Christmas. Maybe there's too much going on. So he moved it to September, the last Sunday in September. So the next one will be September 29th, 2019. So like I was ready to celebrate in January and now I have to wait no to September. More. No more. No more. Can I complain also about the, the week for prayer for Christian unity? Because it's always in January. <laughs> it third is always week, in and, January. And it's like... I always miss it. Well, because it's so close to Christmas. Yeah. It's and like my you're birthday. just coming back down. Is it? Yeah. January thirty oh, first. So, so Pope Francis Pope reason. Francis is probably listening. Can can you please <laughs> move the week of prayer for Christian unity to I don't know, September. Yeah. Everything's gonna be Everything moved to in September. September. So World Day of Migrants Jam and Refugees pack. is no longer in January. No longer in January, now in September. Okay. So people so. don't they pack up your your <laughs> your decorations. You don't have to pull them out to September. <laughs> Do you okay. Okay, good. (laughs) Moving on. Interesting news. Yes. So, uh, next piece of news, it has to do with the Vatican Museums. Okay. So, I'm really interested in this because I love art. Okay. And um, I think anytime there's anything cool happening at the Vatican, I love talking about it. So, there's this new... I mean, the Vatican does this all regularly. They have quite a number of exhibits, um, you know, throughout the year. And um, they're always trying to be creative. So, this for... From... Well... November the 20th to February 16th, 2019. There's an exhibit on Russian art. So it spans six centuries. Mm -hmm. And essentially... um, it's a collaboration with a national gallery uh, called Tretiakov, okay. prob- probably massacring the name, Something but and the Ministry of Culture in Russia. So um, this isn't like the first time there's been a collaboration between the Vatican Museums and that national gallery. Uh, in 2016, 44 works, pieces of art from the Vatican Museum were actually brought and um, and exposed mm-hmm. at uh, at this national gallery in Russia. In Russia, right? That's cool. Um, so. Barbara Jatta, who's the director of the Vatican Museums, uh-huh. was saying in the press conference this past week that's kind of a way of, she calls it like diplomatic mm-hmm. Absolutely. art or the, the diplomacy of art. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's uh, a way to present the cultural message and the spiritual message of Russian art um, in a Christian and... Um, in a Christian and Western right. world. Yeah, no, that is a, so. a good a good way to sort of build relationships and yeah. dialogue. And probably people in Russia, I'd be mm-hmm. more interested in the the Christian, sorry, the Vatican right. Museum uh, 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 
uh, collection, collection right. being going to Russia than right. the Russian art coming over here. Can I ask you one question before we close? Sure. Because World Day of the Poor, the Pope, again, had lunch with... With 1,500 wow. poor people yeah. so and volunteers. Cool. So they set up Pope Paul VI Hall at the Vatican on Sunday, November 20, uh, Sorry, Sunday, November 18th. Yeah, um, um, yeah. They had, do you want to know what they ate? They ate? They ate pizza. They ate, yes, they ate. No, they had lasagna, they had chicken, l- mashed potatoes, and... Of La- course, tiramisu for dessert. Lasagna. Lasagna. Chicken and chicken mashed potatoes. And mashed potatoes. Okay. And tiramisu wow. for dessert. And there were performances and okay, yeah, so the Pope cool. had lunch with. So all this is something people. Pope Francis has has started the lunch, and I know that they do other things like there's right. a health clinic and other things. So that's sometimes it's a little smaller. Now it was a bit bigger. Fifteen hundred people. Fifteen hundred people. That's a lot of mashed potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> you bet. I don't know about mashed potatoes with lasagna, but that's okay. Maybe it was an option. <laughs> anyway, good. Thank you, Emily, You're for welcome, that Pedro. news. Emily Callan, our Salt and Light, our news producer. You can follow her at Emmy Callan. Hi, I'm Dan Schutte. You're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You can listen to this program again at saltandlighttv.org slash radio, or you can download the podcast off iTunes or Google Play. Now it's time for... Church for Dummies. With Billy Chan. Billy, you have a question. Yes, I have a question. Uh, But before the question, can we say something about last week? Okay, you got mail? No. (laughs) Somebody complained about about wearing a a head covering at church? Let's recap something, okay? So last week we were talking about... The veil, right? The veil, you know, yeah, covering your yeah, head, covering out, your head. Out of respect. And I really like your answer about, you know, covering things, is it becomes... That are uh, sacred, yeah. Sacred, that's a really good answer, I find. But, yeah, and we also talk about what we wear, you know, in, in, in mass or in, yeah, in yeah, church, yeah. right? And we said we should wear as... What, what did we say? We said that you should wear <laughs> your best. You should wear, you know, it doesn't mean you you have to dress up, but you wear... What's best? Like if you went, I said, if you went to visit to see the queen, you'd wear your best, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not about you know you you you, you can only wear nice clothes, or you, as long as he is like clean, he is like um. Yeah, you should shower, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to wear a suit and a tie because yeah. that's culturally what's like formal wear it doesn't have to be formal but it has to be nice if that shirt is a nice shirt and you like that shirt and it's clean you can wear that shirt yeah. but you shouldn't wear like what you wear to the beach yeah yeah I, I remember that you know when I was I, I, I have a lot of, of, of things to say about that because um, uh, a few years ago I went to a prison visit to a prison yeah like huh? like uh, visit the, the inmates you were visiting and, inmates yeah I'm not inside <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> inside. and um, uh, I remember an image talked to me about, um, you know, you know when because we, we always have it's always a Saturday and uh, only Saturday they have like free time, you know. Right. And they said one one of the inmates said, uh, I really like you guys are here, and you know what we wear right now here, everyone. Uh-huh. I remember they never wear like those orange. They they have no uniform. Okay, because okay, it, okay so no, yeah, he's a medium um, security uh, yeah, prison, prison uh-huh. and um, um, they said, you know, you know, you know what we wear right now here is the best clothes that we have. So they put on their best clothes yeah. for said, you, yeah, for 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 us. I mean, uh, I I I I was a youth minister at that yeah. time. Yeah, I brought some youth with me, and we we always wow. do do prayer, and yeah, uh, yeah, we do a lot of different like sharing, faith sharing, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So um, I was touching because uh, 
they 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 just respect us right. by using the best clothes. Right. And they said it's all because of I trust you guys. It's because of the unconditional love. Right. Um, you know, going to a prison because you went because you wanted to go. Yeah, I want to go, and uh, going to a prison is far away for us. Okay. Um, yes, it's around a three hours drive. All right. Okay. So back and forth is six hours. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for them, you know, who will come to visit uh, an inmate for three? Uh, yeah, someone who really for wants, like cares. six hours, and and um, I never thought about that. I just mm-hmm. we, we we just go there because Jesus wants us to visit the the people who right. who has nobody care. Right? Yes. And yeah, yeah. So I I was I. I now I understand. That's a good example. Yeah, because they put on their best for you. And yeah. who knows, maybe you weren't wearing your best for them. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> to be honest, I, I did not. Really yeah. did not. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, it's like when we serve the poor, yeah. we should also wear our best then. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, because you see Jesus too. Yeah. Because Jesus said, uh, whenever you help the yeah, the, you're, the, you're, the you weakest, did it to me. Yep. You did it to me. Okay, anyway, so... Okay, so that's last week. Yeah, that's last week. This week... This week. Because this coming week will be the Christ of King, right? Christ the King. Christ the King. Yes. Okay, and he's Sunday. actually the beginning. It's the, no, oh, it's no, the end. It's the end. Of the liturgical year. Yes. Right? For So for us, next week will be the new year. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, new year, what, what, what will you do in your new year? What would I do in yeah, the new year? What will you plan for for your new year? Sometime you will have goals and plans. Oh, okay, and, yeah, yeah, like New Year's yeah, resolution. New Year's resolution, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think um, most of the people have. I want to give some people your resolution. Yeah, is to starting to read the Bible. Okay, okay. yes, okay. I, I can think, imagine how a lot of people do that. <laughs> but you're saying to start a, a New Year's resolution with the new liturgical year. Yes, that starts Advent, the first Sunday in Advent. Correct. Okay, and Correct. that should be reading the Bible. Reading a Bible, starting reading a Bible. A lot of people not reading Bible. No, um, except for <laughs> no. except for you go to church or go to mass and you read a little bit of like reading one, reading two gospels, right? Right. But you know, um, uh, will you actually every night or every free time will you have like five minutes, ten minutes to just read some Bible? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is this: that's why the question comes to the Bible is huge. Yes. There are a lot of books inside. Yes. Uh, and where should we start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why you should have listened to the segment I did a few <laughs> weeks ago with Jeff Cavins about the Great Adventure Bible. Um, um, there's really no... no uh, Correct way? No, there's no correct way. I, I think a lot of people do suggest, like if you've never read the Bible, you should start with the Gospels. Um, it's, it's the easiest, right? Well, I always like suggest gosp- people do that yeah, too. Yeah, you do. Like the Gospel of Mark mm-hmm. is the shortest. You can actually sit sit and read the Gospel of Mark in, in less than an hour. Mm. You can get the whole thing from beginning to end because it's the shortest Gospel. Um, the I gosp- like the look though. Is you, you like the look. No, oh, Luke. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So yeah. you could do that. So you could do Luke. I mean, you can read them in order, Matthew, then Mark, then Luke. You could read if, 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 if the Gospel of John, it's very beautiful about relationships and love. So maybe it's a good place to start. I think any of them are, are a good place to start. Um, 
I would not suggest that you start at the beginning of the Bible, like with the book of Genesis, and then try to read it. I think a lot of people that try to do that, they it's easy they to get through Genesis. And, and then, then they get, stop. No, no, no. You can get through Exodus. And you might kind of get stop around in numbers somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, it's getting it, boring. Yeah, it gets boring, <laughs> but you, think you can skip that and go to like Deuteronomy and Leviticus. That's a little boring too. Yeah. And then it's easier when you kings. So that's why actually, and, and a plug for that interview that I did with Jeff Cavins, because the Great Adventure Bible is a Bible that is, it's helping you read it, the stories that are chronological. Because oh. you're right, because the Bible is not writ- written chronologically. So you might, Genesis is easy to read, and then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, so where's, where does the story continue? And if you skip to Kings, it kind of continues, but it's not really a continuation. Mm-hmm. And then if you read Chronicles, it's actually the same story as Kings, it's mm-hmm. just from a different point of view. So it's a little confusing. Yeah, um, and, and how about the prophets? I mean, well, exactly. The prophets are not necessarily stories. Yeah, it's you know, or books like, um, like the the poetry books, like Song of Songs uh-huh. or the Psalms. Yeah, um, um, the 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 wis, wis, book, book of, of wisdom. wisdom mm-hmm. Right, they're not. Uh, some of them are. You know, like Tobit is a story. Um, Ruth, it's a story. Um, Jonah, exactly. Jonah mm-hmm. or Daniel. That's kind of stories, but they're not considered like historical books. Yeah. They're prophetic yeah. books. So I, I would say that the it's the, the quest to answer your question is not how how to start? You, you you said how do you start mm-hmm. but the the answer is not how do you start like which book like where do you uh-huh, start? Uh-huh. I think that you start with a study guide. Like you, uh. that you should never read the Bible without a guide and that guide could be a real person. If you're in a Bible study group. So he's a guy, really a guy? It could be a guy <laughs> that's your guide. Yeah. Or you can find a, a study guide yeah. that's the Bible that is actually telling you, you know, there are some things that, 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 that there are little guides that tell you how to read, like to read a little bit of the Bible so you can read the whole Bible in 365 days in a year. Yeah. And but it, But it doesn't start at the beginning and go to the end. It tells you where to, where to read and what to read next. And... Do you read? Do you read a chapter? Do you read only half a chapter? Do you read a chapter and a half because that kind of concludes little sections? It it, it depends. So I would say read it with a guide. Some Bibles I have this great Bible, the Oxford Bible, which is a, a Bible with a study guide, so that you if you're going to read the Gospel of Luke, let's say you like Luke, yeah. Well, you should have a because little, of the nativity. <laughs> no, but you should uh, have story. a little, a little, a little, a little. Read something that tells you about who was Luke. Who was Luke writing to? When oh, was he writing? So the background, what, exactly. So you have a little bit of background, and you understand. Ah, that's why Luke focuses uh, so he's much. A doctor. He's a doctor, or mm-hmm. he's writing to non-Jews. You know, what language was he writing in? It's different than why Mark was writing and Matthew, uh, or why why Matthew was he's writing, singer, and completely yeah. different than what you know why John was writing. So you can do that with all the books in the Bible, all of them. So but all of them, you can have a little kind of study guide. Who is who is this book? Who was writing? When was it written? Why was it written? What's the basis, basic uh, idea of the book or the me- basic message? And then read it. And then I think that that will help you. And is there any anything like you know we should do a prayer before we read absolutely the, yeah. a Bible? Yeah. Yeah. And no, then... you're right. You're I, absolutely. It's uh-huh. always good to pray so that we're reading the Bible, we're studying the Bible, we're also praying with the Bible. We can also pray before we read the Bible and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us so we can so we can learn or glean, get something from what we're reading. Thank you for encouraging us. You're very good. So <laughs> we'll find out if people are going to start read. reading the Bible or not. Yeah. All right, Billy Chan. He's the webmaster behind saltandlighttv.org. You can follow him at bjochan.
Coming up in our second half hour, religious persecution around the world and a featured chat with Daniel Oberreuter of The Thirsting. So don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Aid to the Church in Need is a Catholic charity that provides emergency and pastoral relief in some 140 different countries. Because they are on the ground, Aid to the Church in Need is committed to chronicling and assessing the persecution against Christians around the world. This week, on the wake of an event that they call Red Wednesday, Remembering Persecuted Christians, they have released a report looking at religious persecution, not just persecution against Christians, but all religions. And to tell us more, earlier this week, I spoke with Marie-Claude Lalonde, National Director of Aid to the Church in Need, Canada. Marie-Claude, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you. It's good to see you. Um, so before we start talking about the report, because I do want to get to the report, um, I, uh, maybe some of our listeners are not familiar with Aid to the Church in Need. I mentioned that that your organization is is committed to doing emergency and pastoral relief in some 140 different countries. But what does that look like when you're on the ground? What kind of work are you doing? Well, it depends on the situation. When the problem is poverty, poverty of the people, poverty of the church, Uh then uh, we mostly do pastoral work to make sure the church can function because in many places, who helps the people? Mm -hmm. It's the church. Mm -hmm. So by helping the church, we're helping uh, the whole population. And we can do that in different fashions, like a car for uh, pastoral needs so the priest or the sisters can go around. Okay. Uh, Formation construction to help for with chapels, with seminaries. So that's the poverty part. When right. it comes to the uh, persecution part, uh-huh. uh, well, there, one of our, uh, our goals is really to, wear, uh, to raise awareness mm-hmm. about the problem. So that's the first thing we can do. But most of the time, then we end up having real problems, violence. Right. And, and in those cases, what we do is really humanitarian work until the situation gets better. And the very good example of that is Iraq. We uh-huh. helped Christians in Iraq from day one, and now we are rebuilding their houses so they right. can go back for those who want to go. So you're back. doing you're doing relief work, absolutely, specifically relief work. So, but uh, but like you said, if there is no humanitarian crisis, you'd be doing work that's specifically supporting the church. Exactly. Okay, I see. So I guess that that's how you come to be able to compile a report like this one because you're actually on the ground working and seeing people. Do you have, I mean, I know you're the, you're the national director in Canada. You must have national directors in, what, all 140 countries? No. no. In, 23, in countries, 23 countries. But we do have an international office where okay. we have people there who visit those countries and who are, are specialized in certain regions of the world because it's very important to understand the situation, the background, right. before deciding if we're going to support or not a project. And the international office is in France? In Germany. In Germany. Actually. 
I should have known that. It's in Germany. Um, and so uh, how long has Aid to the Church in Need been in existence? Well, it started in 1947 in Belgium. Wonderful. And then it spread. It started by helping uh, people behind the Iron Curtain. Okay. We were known for that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we got requests of different kinds, and the work expanded, and now we're on all continents. So, uh, uh, last question about Aid to the Church in Need. So, when, when you as national director in your office in Canada, do you work specifically on certain projects, or are you mainly seeing how Canada, the Canadian church, can assist the work that you're doing abroad, or what is specifically is your role here in Canada? Well, our role, as I said, raising awareness mm-hmm. and also raising funds, because obviously right. those projects need uh, to be funded. So that's what we mainly do here. And we do have specific focus. Like this year, we focused on Nigeria. Okay. We had a bishop from Nigeria, the Archbishop of Jos, who came in June. So we did a little Canadian tour with him. And now we're having a fundraising campaign to help Nigerians. Okay, I see. And I presume that the work in the States for the national office in the United States would be similar. It's similar, similar. yes. So this report, um, it's not the first report. You put out a report on religious freedom freedom every every other year, um, or, or sometimes you put out reports on, on specifically on Christian persecution or Christian yes, we freedom. Do. We do have both reports. Both reports. What would you say is significant then about this report this year? Well, what is significant is we see a rise in persecution around the world. Uh-huh. Uh, we now, well, persecution and lack of religious freedom. If we talk specifically about the lack of religious freedom, well, we think 61% of the world's population has problems with the respect of their religious freedom. Really? So six people out of 10 have problems with that. And uh, if you look at the um, the Christians more specifically, well, until recently, we had made a calculation. And figures are not exact because you can imagine that there is no formal statistics on those problems. Yeah. But we made a calculation saying that 200 million Christians around the world suffered persecution. Oh, wow. And I just discovered the new figure is 327 million Christians suffering persecution. Wow, around the world. Around the world. And what kind of, because I think people are thinking persecution, violent persecution, but what kind of persecution are you specifically referring to? Well, there is uh, persecution on different levels. Mm -hmm. We would start by saying discrimination. So that's where it starts. For instance, I can give an example. If you are in certain countries and you would like to work for the government, Mm -hmm. well, if you have the wrong religion, you can't. If you want to enter a college, it's the same thing. They might not say it, but you will see that Christians have no place in that specific college. So it starts like that. Permits, having permits to build churches. Right. So um, that's also a problem. Then it moves on to people um, being questioned, being arrested. 
unfortunately, sometimes tortured and mm-hmm. killed. And we saw it on a different scale with Syria and Iraq, right. actually, yeah. because it was more of the nature of a genocide over there. Yeah, I guess in this program, uh, we have spoken quite a bit about uh, the case of Asia Bibi in Pakistan. Um, so I guess she's an example of maybe one of the more extreme cases, would you say? Or Yes, well, it, it, she. I think her case became like uh, an example of what persecution can be. Right. Um, and very typical of uh, problems with religious freedom in general as well. Because in Pakistan, there's a law called the blasphemy, blasphemy. law. Yeah. And um, it doesn't affect only Christians. Yes. But Christians are easy targets yeah. somehow because they're a they're minority. A minority. Yeah. And uh, for a, a big group of them, not very educated. Mm-hmm. And so what happened to uh, Mrs. Bibi is that she had a fight over a glass of water yeah. with Muslim women. Yes. And then she was accused yeah. of blasphemy. And she spent nine years in prison yeah. because of that. Yeah. And very, her case was dragging on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because uh, mainly no judges wanted to get involved. And we saw right. it. Yes. We saw it. Now she was acquitted. But the judges the, were threatened. Yeah, the lawyer had to leave, be exiled. Yes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes. So it's not only the person who actually is in prison. It's the it whole family, the else. whole surrounding. Yes. yes. Um, I think a lot of us in North America, I mean, we're here in Canada, we might think, oh, that's happening in another country. Um, what does all this, this report, what does it mean to me here in Canada or for our listeners in the United States? What does it mean to us here, do we see discrimination here in Canada, for example? Yes, I think we see small cases of discrimination, but not to the level that it is an organized and systematic thing. Right, it's not state-sponsored. No, exactly. So you have problems here and there. And we saw with the summer jobs program uh, last summer uh, that it was a delicate question. Can you explain what that was for our American listeners? Yes, actually, um, the government to receive funding for students uh, for summer jobs Uh, There was a question asking the organization requesting the funds if they were respecting reproductive rights. Right. And of course... We all know what that means. (laughs) Exactly. We all know what that means. And uh, it was difficult. Some some people from different religions say, well, I Mm -hmm. cannot sign that. But if you don't sign, you don't get the money. Right. So it's supposed to be modified. I think the government heard what the churches had to say. It's supposed to be modified. But this is just one case. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing systematic in, in general. But what we have to be aware of in Canada is persecution could come. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, we've seen it in different countries, in France, in Spain, uh, with different terrorist attacks. It could come. But on the other hand, the bright side of that is we have a judicial system. It's functioning. It's functioning well. And so if you have a problem, you can always go in front of civil courts and uh, and there, I would say, test your problem against the law. And uh, most of the time, the, the, the courts are very receptive. It's, yes. it's, it's new to them. It's new to them when yes. we talk about that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
It might it might be uh, difficult and it might take a long time, but at least um, you might be able to resolve it because the rule of law, as you said, works in these countries. That's not the case for most people around the world. No. So we really appreciate the work that your organization, Aid to the Church in Need, is doing around the world. And so many others that, if I can say, many of them are Christian organizations that are working around the world to make sure that human rights are respected, that the dignity of the person is respected, and that we can fulfill, I guess, our potential as sons and daughters of God, yes. as we're intended. <laughs> Marie-Claude, that's all the time that we have, but I'm very happy that you were able to come in to tell us a little bit about what you do and about this report. My pleasure. Thank you. That was a conversation I had with Marie-Claude Lalonde, National Director of Aid to the Church in Need Canada, earlier this week. Aid to the Church in Need is a pontifical charity at the service of the Catholic Church, providing support to the Catholic faithful and other Christians where they may be persecuted or oppressed or in need of pastoral care. You can find out more at anc-canada.org or churchinneed.org in the United States. Here now is our featured band of the week, The Thirsting, with Come Hold My Son, from their new rosary album of the same name. A cold night in Bethlehem No fire to warm her hands She gives birth to the Word made flesh The bread of life she puts in a manger She won't understand Why they come to adore Him But she'll say, come hold my son Come hold my son At the temple Say
tree The Chelsea Bograss Foyer That was The Thirsting with Come Hold My Son from their new Rosary album of the same name. Now, we first met The Thirsting in March 2017 when uh, their lead singer, Daniel Oberreuter, came on this program to tell us about this rock band, because that's really what they are. They're a rock band that hopes to proclaim the truths of the Catholic faith. And he described their mission with three words, Trinity, Rosary, and Eucharist, those three words that go really well with rock music. Um, the Thirsting has two new albums, Michael and a rosary album titled Come Hold My Son. And to tell us more, I'm joined by Daniel Oberreuter. Daniel, welcome back to the Salt and Light Hour. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So I, I wanted to, I mean, I want to get to talk to uh, about Michael, but we just heard the song Come Hold My Son, which is in your rosary album. But that obviously that song is not, a rosary prayer, but but there's a neat story as to how that came about. Tell us that story. Yeah, so I, uh, I wrote that song. I was praying before our Lord in the Eucharist, and uh, I was praying the rosary. And there's a, a statue right next to me. There's a tabernacle, and then there's a statue of the Pieta. And uh, uh-huh. I just really, it felt like that statue came alive, and I just kept hearing Mary saying, come hold my son. Hmm. Um, and I... I just kind of it went deep down in my heart, and 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 that afternoon I went back to my office. At the time, I was working at that church, and and I, I wrote "Come Hold My Son," the song, in about forty-five minutes. Huh. And uh, it was just a, a gift from Our Lady and Our Lord. And now I I share that song all across the nation. I do parish missions based off of that song. Yeah, um, and it's touched thousands of souls across the the world. <laughs> yeah, it's not the kind of you're right, it's a gift, because it's not the kind of thing that we would think, <laughs> I think, think of on our own, you know? Like, yeah. we think Mary leads us to Jesus, but this idea, and it's the Pietà, right? So this is the, my dead son, um, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you can look at it. Or the broken, ways, the broken lady. Christ, yes. right? She's presenting her son to us. Yeah. Or her crucified son, her, her baby boy. And yeah, her exactly. Son. Exactly, right. So, yeah, because yeah, it works for Christmas, too. Um, yeah. So so it's a rosary, but the album is an actual rosary album that, that I can pray the rosary with, right? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I like to say it's kind of like Imagine Coldplay meets the rosary. Yes, um, yes. It, it's pretty pretty cool. It's very prayerful. 
but yes. you, you definitely, my wife and I recorded it together. Oh, okay. So it's your wife singing with you. I didn't know that. Um, beautiful. Wow. Um, um, or praying with you as well. So yeah, it's the kind of thing. So I think a lot of people, I do this. I have a, a rosary CD. I still have CD player in my car. Um, and I, and I, I, I drive a lot, so that's great. So this kind of album would be great for people to help them pray the rosary yeah. for that devotion. So that's, you know, I'll, I'll just mention that, yeah. uh, you, people can go to, you can buy the album. Uh, if you go to a website called rosaryrevolution.com, uh-huh. yeah. rosaryrevolution.com. And we'll also set up something too for churches, you know, since this is coming up Christmas right now, they can order these CDs in bulk okay. at, at a really cheap price to give away to their parishioners after the Christmas mass. Oh, that's a um, great for, idea. This, this, yeah, this is a double disc. Um, for three dollars a piece, if they order a hundred or more, they can give these away as Christmas gifts. At just go to rosaryrevolution.com. Okay, that's great. So rosaryrevolution.com. Good, uh, good to keep in mind as we approach uh, Black Friday here with your shopping oh, yeah. Cyber Monday. Um, um, let's talk about Michael. Um, Michael yeah. the Archangel. In case any people haven't clued in that that's who we're talking about. <laughs> Um, why? Okay. So here's, here's my, my big question. I ask a lot of people the same question because listening to the whole album, it doesn't scream to me spiritual warfare. So, but maybe, maybe I'm missing something. So why, why would the song Michael be, or that title be the one that kind of summarizes what the whole album is for you? Well, you know, um, originally the album was going to be called Holy Angels because we wrote a song called Holy Angels. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And, uh, I just kind of had this theme of angels. We have the song Holy Angels, and then I wrote Michael. Right. So it wasn't so much a spiritual warfare theme. It was more so a theme of angels. Angels. Um, and, you know, mixed in with Divine Mercy, you know, we got I, we did redid Ocean of Mercy, the song. Right. And uh, just God's, God's continual grace and mercy for us and always calling us back and how he uses the angels, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll be honest, Michael is a very special thing to me, and yes. I, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of funny. Um, you know, my name's Daniel, but <laughs> if anyone's going to mess up on my name, I get, this happens to me, you know, because I fly to different churches almost every weekend. Someone will say, oh, hey, Michael. I'm like, really? it, it's Daniel, but mm-hmm. they'll call me Michael. That's but funny. It's kind of funny, but I, it's, I think it's a God thing. So we have a very special devotion to Michael and our family and with the band. Yes. No, that's great. Uh, and I think, I think more and more... Um, and I don't know, maybe it is a reflection of where we are in our times, but I think more and more I'm hearing about people that have devotions to St. Michael Archangel. Actually, I think the Holy Father even said during the month of October, he said, Add, pray the prayer of St. Michael. You know, there's all this sure. upheaval in the church and, and, and sex abuse scandals and the church is under attack. Yeah. And I think we see it. Um, so that's yeah. a, a great, uh, great ally to have. Um, to defend yeah. us and protect us, and and I and I'll take this opportunity to let people know you can download the whole album, free download if you text Catholic three one nine nine six. So right now you can pull out your phone, send a text message to Catholic three one nine nine six, and you'll get a, a link to download the whole album, Daniel, the whole thing That's for free. Right. Yeah, you just text text the word Catholic to that number. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's what no I meant. Problem. That's what, no, good. That's yeah. why you're here. And I, that's why. You're <laughs> so, so text the word. So call, <laughs> 31996 is the number. Text the word Catholic and you'll get a link to download the whole album. Um, 
I wanted to ask you about something right. else about this new uh, uh, ca- new Catholic music movement, my friend. Mm-hmm. This sounds yeah. like a revolution. Tell me about it. Tell me about that. You know, it, it's based off of, you know, we have to be, first off, authentically Catholic, fully in love with the Church and her teachings, and we want to promote the Catholic Church. You know, I think so many things in our Catholic ministries that we get involved in, a lot of times we kind of forget what the main focus is. Yeah. Our main my main job, the main job of any minister in the Catholic Church is to help create authentic Catholics, people that live, love, and follow all the Church's teachings. And so the new Catholic music movement, it, it's, a, it's a movement to, to really help people become fully alive in the Catholic Church, and uh-huh. music is a powerful tool to do that. And, and so it's, it's not being afraid to be Catholic in our music and be fully sold out and saying, yes, I'm Catholic, and I'm promoting the Catholic Church. We do that in love, right? you know, um, and, and we respect people where they're at, but we want to lead people to the fullness of truth, because, hey, the Church is the fullness of truth, amen. <laughs> so you're, so, but how does it work? Are you encouraging people to kind of listen to more Catholic music and be, and share it and be proud of it, or, or what? Oh, I, I, well, part of it is just encouraging other artists to right. not, not feel like they need to change their lyrics, to feel like, well, I gotta, I gotta sound more like your contemporary Christian. Uh-huh. Um, just basic Jesus lyrics. Right. Uh, no, you don't. You, you, you be who you are. Right. You're, you're Catholic. Yeah. Don't be, you don't need to water it down. Uh-huh, I just get be it. be straight-up Catholic. You know, the more Catholic I am, the more fans I get. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. You know, well, that's good. I talk to a lot of uh, Catholic artists, singer-songwriters in this program, so I'm going to start... Maybe I'll just send an email to everybody. Guys! But I think a lot of them are, you know, sort of really reflecting who they are. And maybe it's not uh, explicitly Catholic in that, you know, it's not a song about the Eucharist or a song about the Holy Trinity or about Mary, but it does reflect who they are Who beca- because it's, you know, you can't write about something that you don't know, right? Um, sure. And, and we can have, I mean, I'm saying, like, we can have basic Jesus worship songs. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. I mean, that's great. That's beautiful. That's awesome. But we want to... Here's the deal. Like, the contemporary Christian music world that we hear on, on the radio, uh-huh. um, they're never going to... We've accepted them into the Catholic Church. We've yes. accepted their music of praise and worship, and we, we look to them as leadership. But yeah. see, in so many ways, I, I don't know if they're ever going to really return the favor and accept yeah. as Catholic as I want to be no, probably in not. their world. Yeah. So if they're not, like, I, I just, I, I know, I mean, they're, they're, I'm yeah. not going to be able to talk about Our Lady, the Pope, the Eucharist, no. because people are going to get freaked out about that. Yeah. So we need to start our own movement, yes. our own revolution of Catholic artists and musicians that are not afraid to be just solidly Catholic and, and promoting the truths of the Church. Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, I, I, I am certainly going to join you on that and pass that information on because I, I completely right. agree. Um, just in a little bit of time that we have left, uh, two new albums, anything else coming down the pipes for you? You know, uh, let's see. We're, we're, I'm always doing parish missions. I got a lot yeah. uh, lined up. So that's mainly what I do is, is a lot of parish missions. I still have a band, you know, yeah. and we, we do events. Um, also, and the band is awesome. Band is like a big pump you up, yeah. rock out yes. Catholic. But the parish missions are where, is where I, I come out by myself and, and I can go a lot deeper. Uh, uh-huh. The website for those is comeholdmyson.com. Just okay. comeholdmyson.com. And I do these all year round, and they're just very moving to people. Uh, I am working, I hope to release another album, actually, 
um, God willing, next year in 2019 in the fall again, or oh, else the spring of 2020. Good, yeah. Focused on the Eucharist. Nice, nice. Rock music about the Eucharist. Yeah. I love it. Um, good. Uh, <laughs> so so you uh, well, that'll be a great uh, excuse to bring you back on the program. So that's good. So if Amen. people want to find out more, I mean, for the music, we got thethirstingcatholic.com. That's the band site. But you also just shared with us comeholdmyson.com. If people want to yeah. specifically know more about the uh, parish missions. And then don't forget, free download of the album. Uh, text the word Catholic to 31996. And you will get a free download of Michael. Um, We're going to leave it there, Daniel. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It's good stuff. And and, uh, stay in touch. And we'll bring you back on when there's more more things to talk about. Okay. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. Great. God bless. God bless you. That was Daniel Oberreuter, lead singer for the band The Thirsting. You can find out more about them. Book them for your event. Purchase their music at the website, thethirstingcatholic.com. There's also comeholdmyson.com. And that free download, you can send a text message to 31996. Text the word Catholic, and uh, you'll get a link to download the whole album. Here now is The Thirsting with the title track of that album, Michael. We're listening to The Thirsting with Michael from their new album of the same name. And that will take us to the end of the program. Remember that you can always reach us via email at radio at saltandlighttv.org. You can also find Salt and Light on Facebook and Twitter at Salt and Light TV. I'm at Emmy Callen. And I'm at Deacon Pedro GM. There's also this really neat voicemail app off our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. It's really easy to use. You just click on it and start talking. And it's a great way to send us comments. Great. And remember that you can also subscribe to the free Salt and Light Hour podcast off iTunes and on Google Play. Yes, and you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs at our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And that's also, Pedro, where we post links to our artists or guests. So please go and support what they do. Thank you for listening. I'm Deacon Pedro. And I'm Emily Callen. And this has been the the Salt and Light Light Hour. Hour.